Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the camaraderie of the other bikers, a band of brothers, always there for you, rain or shine, to the amazing savings you get with Geico on your motorcycle insurance and accessories coverage all year round. But for Bucky Hornhill, it was one reason in particular. It was my helmet hair. I was born with helmet hair. I've tried to cut it a bunch of times, even buzzing it, but it immediately just goes back to helmet hair. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to This Feels Terrible. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. I am so happy to be making this podcast again. It has been something I've really, really missed. And it's, it's one of my favorite, if not my most favorite thing to do in the entire world is to make this podcast and talk to people about love and relationships and the uh, myriad of feelings that come with falling in love and breaking up. And it's also so wonderful to interact with you guys. Um, a lot has happened in my life since we last spoke. Uh, hilariously, I don't know if hilariously is the right word, but um, I'm going to say it's a pretty magical thing to make a quote-unquote wedding spe- spectacular <laughs> on a relationship show called This Feels Terrible and to air a recording of your actual wedding, um, your wedding to the, fr- the inaugural guest of This Feels Terrible, who I actually, Dan, who um, I actually met doing the live version of this show. If it wasn't for This Feels Terrible, I would have never met Dan and we would have never got married and uh, we would have never gotten divorced. <laughs> um, I need I need like a glibometer to keep me in check. But um, yeah, uh, to get you guys caught up in November of 2014, Dan Harmon and I got married. And then in October of... 2015, Dan and I got divorced, and in uh, on New Year's Day of 2016, I relocated to Ireland, which is where I am right now. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Lots of lots of things. Um, and this this podcast has been inconsistent for a good a good while, and I could be wrong, but my theory. And why that is, is because um, for a while I wasn't, and I'm still unpacking this, but for a while I wasn't able to be honest with myself about my relationship. And because I wasn't able to be honest with myself, I couldn't bring myself to make a podcast about relationships where my only rule is that I'm honest about stuff and it's, uh, I, I just, I just, uh, I just stopped, I just stopped making it. And I, I always said like, Oh no, it's, it's coming back. It's coming back. And I, and I really didn't mean it when I said it, that it was coming back. I just, um, I had some stuff to 
deal with. Uh, so yeah. And obviously like I'm, I'm going to continue to make this podcast and it's, it's back to being a weekly podcast barring any sort of technical difficulties. So I'm, I'm sure that stuff will be unpacked. Um, in the meantime, I've really been dragging my feet with recording this intro and figuring out how to come back and how to address, uh, <laughs> my divorce. I, I, I mean, I, I just like to say really quick that it's, it's still funny to me, not funny, haha, but f- funny, profound to me every time I hear the word divorce come out of my mouth because I never thought I was going to be divorced. And it's just such a, every time I say it, I am, I, I feel like I'm a 50 year old, uh, hot museum curator with a glass of red wine in the corner of, a party somewhere. Um, that's my generalization of divorcees from 1971. I, I am wearing a blazer right now. I am wearing a blazer with a brooch. Uh, however, I'm not drinking wine and I'm, I am sitting on the floor. So take that, stereotypes. Anyway, uh, I, I was trying to figure out how to come back, how to address the divorce. And a few weeks ago, uh, the Moth was doing a show here in Dublin. Uh, if you're not familiar with The Moth, uh, where you been? I don't know. I hate it when people say that. If you're not familiar with The Moth, The Moth is a really wonderful show and podcast. And uh, they were doing a storytelling show. And the theme for the show is Carpe Diem. And it seemed... I, I knew I was going to do the show. And then the day of, I found out the theme. And and I um, I couldn't... I couldn't uh, pass up the opportunity to um, talk about what had been going on in my life because um, my life has, has, has I've, I've, I've really carpeted uh, the, sh- the shit out of that DM, guys. So I'm going to play for you a recording of um, my story at the Moth. And it's just a it's a, it's a short story, so it's it's not um it's uh it's obviously a very simplified version of my relationship with Dan. Um and also I want to say that like we're are, are <laughs> we're we're good. Like things are good. And I'm really I'm really proud of us. And I think that we are, we're really, we're really divorcing great. You guys We're really divorcing great. Um, and I, in this story, I'm really just, I'm talking about my own side of things, obviously, which will be my policy. Uh, but I do, I do want to work through this stuff and figure it out and, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Uh, and before I play this, I want to let you know that I um, so I'm telling the story in Ireland, obviously, and I mention a city called Dundalk. Which, if you're not from Ireland, Dundalk is a city that's very, very close to the the border of Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, and it has like it has kind of a bad reputation because it's it's a little run down. I guess I, it's not terrible, but um, people make fun of it a bit, and that's why. That's why I mention it and it gets a really big reaction. It's also nicknamed uh, Fun Doc because 
They're being ironic because it's not that fun, uh, apparently. So there's that. And then also I say that uh, when I talk about um, Dan and I breaking up, I, I say the words within a week of coming back from Ireland, but the which was just me misspeaking. It's it was it was three weeks after I got back. So I know that doesn't actually matter that much, but I don't know why not why not be totally transparent and honest about everything. So um, yeah, here is uh, my story from the moth. last hour of my wedding night crying in a bathroom and then laughing and then crying and then laughing. Crying because uh, my husband, my new husband and I had just gotten in a terrible fight and I was in the bathroom kind of hiding and then laughing because there's nothing sadder than the image of a bride in a giant dress weeping with mascara running down her face trying to get off her own dress. It's so uh, it's so profoundly sad that I'm sure there's Japanese fetish porn dedicated <laughs> to it. My husband and I had dated for three years before we got married and when we first started dating it was so great. Um, both of us were very dysfunctional people. Are dysfunctional people? I'd like to think I've grown, but uh, <laughs> dysfunctional people so much so that when we found each other, everyone around us was so excited. And I don't know if you've ever been part of a couple where everyone approves of, the, of that couple, but it's it's like being on a winning sports team or um, so to compare us to uh, a football team, we were really great at passing all the way down the field really fast, but when we got to the goal, uh, one of us would kill the ball and eat it. (laughs) But even that had beauty. Uh, And about a year after we started dating, we started fighting, which uh, because our relationship, we we had found each other and it was this cool thing that we we were a part of, we just kind of named it as like, oh, this is a funny, cute thing that happens in our relationship. So we're so good when they would fight, they'd be like, oh, well, they fight. It's, it's great. It's grand. They didn't say it's grand because it's America. But if we were here, they would say it's grand, which I've learned means just fine. It doesn't actually mean grand. Um, so uh, our problems mounted, and we started having more and more fights. So we became engaged. And... <laughs> We we always excused away our fights because of outside things, like he was working too much, or I was working too much, or or I wasn't around, or he wasn't around. And then when we, when we became engaged, our fights were the reason for our fights was because we were engaged. It was so much pressure, and so we uh, we went into couples therapy, and that worked for a while. But then we learned new amazing ways to communicate worse. Yeah. We'd argue about really listening to the couple's counselor, and we would say, like, I'm offering myself. No, you're triangulating, and it was a whole thing. And uh, so after we got married, the fights became worse and worse, and they became so bad that they uh, they became very dark, and there was a time when I, I stopped telling my friends about what was happening in our fights because they were so dark that they were kind of embarrassing. 
and I, I, I stopped talking about our relationship altogether and everyone just thought that everything was uh, fine or grand. <laughs> but things were not grand. Uh, <laughs> as I said that, I was like, oh, huge laugh after you wave your finger in the air. Um, but alas. Uh, so last summer, uh, I, I started waking up uh, with this thought, which I didn't realize was a very alarming thought, which was, uh, why, why do people live... Uh, I'll, I'll worry about this another day. But I was so, was so depressed and had kind of lost sight of myself and was so dishonest with what was happening in my life that I was asking myself that every day. So there was this opportunity to come and uh, volunteer on a farm in Ireland near the beautiful city of Dundalk. <laughs> stores. <laughs> so, uh, so, I, so I came here and I volunteered on this farm and within the first week I was feeling really guilty about how um, happy I was that I was by myself and I called my husband and I, and I told him I missed him, which I did, and he said, look, I, I, uh, I, I just make yourself happy, like if you miss me, fine, just, just worry about yourself. And that was hard for me to hear, but I, but I did, and I ended up having this really amazing experience here in Ireland, and uh, I got out of Dundalk. <laughs> I was there for all of, like three days, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explore the rest of this country. <laughs> and so, but how funny if I would have just stayed in Dundalk. <laughs> I came back and said like, yeah, just a lot of pregnant te teenagers, that's Ireland. <laughs> surprised my husband by like changing into like a beautiful dress, met up with him, and things just became worse after that. And within a week of coming home from Ireland, because I had seen it in a movie, like a really shitty, bad, independent movie about how shitty and bad LA is, I, I broke up with him in couples counseling by walking into therapy with my purse still on and said, I would like a divorce, I don't want to talk about this anymore, and uh, goodbye, a divorce. Uh, and our couples counselor was like, oh, hold on a second. Um, but with, within an hour, we were broken up, and that was October, and on New Year's Day, I came back to Ireland, and so I'm here. So now that we're totally caught up, with uh, what's happened in my life in the interim since the last episode of this podcast aired. Uh, my first guest in the PD post-divorce era of This Feels Terrible is my first boyfriend, my first love, the first person I ever did anything with and vice versa. Uh, my first boyfriend, John. John is a stage actor from San Diego. And I, I, I put a lot of thought into who I wanted to have on the show. And clearly, a relationship of mine just ended. And I, I, wanna, I wanted to talk to John because I, I wanted to talk to him about um, our relationship and 
I don't know, patterns, patterns in our relationship. Uh, John and I talked, John and I dated um, for almost four years. And we met uh, when I was a senior in high school pretty soon after uh, when my when my mom passed away, which I, I didn't actually realize until this conversation that 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 had a really big impact on our relationship and uh, the way that I processed things and the way that I acted. And John and I went through a lot together. John is John is also um, divorced, but he is uh, but he has he has two kids with his ex-wife. I guess they're technically separated, but they're they're basically divorced. He's lovely, and we had a really nice conversation over Skype, and we talk about. Um, a lot of stuff, some silly things, some heavy things, but it was a, it was a really meaningful conversation. And I actually, we talked a couple of days ago and in the days since then, I've, I, I feel like I've actually like learned a lot about myself and, um, just, just by talking to him. And it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing uh, the stuff that you can, things, things that you thought you were sure about um relationship wise and yeah anyway so here is my conversation with my first love john so are you guys gonna try to be friends are you guys just gonna like you know what it didn't work let's just move our separate ways and i'd like for us to do some sort of vaudevillian act like some sort of like hula hoop thing or like <laughs> i mean i want to elevate <laughs> the uh like yeah f- fine people are friends after they get divorced but i yeah. want us to learn some sort of skill together <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we should talk about how we met oh yeah um so palomar college yeah baby I, with the bathwater. yeah i was in high school and i auditioned for a community theater or well the the Poway the community college production of Baby of the Bathwater. It felt very professional. Oh yeah. I mean it was it felt like I mean, a big was, deal. It was in the paper. Yeah, I got we got our picture taken. Yeah, it was a whole thing. And I remember I was set I was seventeen and I had never I never really had like a crush on anyone really. Like really. Yeah. Not like a. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not like the Relax. spell I put on you. <laughs> a little bit like your voice lowers. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look like Clive Owen. You look like you're kind of like like a hotter, a hotter, more edgy version of Clive <laughs> Owen. Like, like if Clive Owen had a really like was just you... more sexy and had a darker. <laughs> okay. Spirit. Relax. I mean, this is not charismatic because you know you're handsome. Like it's very <laughs> stupid for you to talk like this. <laughs> it's well, cute I mean, for we, me to 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 joke about. Uh, it, so. I think we have differentiating opinions on how I look. So I we whatever can make- you know, your hands, you know, you are <laughs> stupid <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Ugh, you have very you have very pretty eyes. You have very striking eyes, and you're a little more uh, you're kinder looking than Clive Owen. Clive Owen has like a very like rough and tough face and not that you're not rough and tough but you're you okay and that's all i'm gonna go i'll I'll compliment you endlessly but like for some reason it makes me (laughs) mad that you're like (laughs) good looking um (laughs) 
So anyway, uh, I did, we, we both auditioned for this play, uh, Baby the Bathwater. And I remember when I first saw you and I was like, oh, God, he look, I, uh, he, he's a wolf. He looks like a wolf. <laughs> And you yeah. were very serious seeming. Yeah. Yeah. You took yourself very seriously. I, I mean, I, <clears throat> that was kind of like my thing back then. Like, I was very like method actor and like, no, I, I'm not going to be funny. I'm not going to be cute. I'm going to be the serious <laughs> actor. Like I'm going to be the next Marlon Brando. I don't need to lift weights like these other guys. I can just, I can just make it but on my you did. Alone. You did lift weights. I know. Okay. That's the ironic <laughs> Like, <laughs> you cared a lot about your body <laughs> but like it's like but there was part of me that just said like oh i should just make it on my like my amazing acting and nothing else that's how i was very serious i was very serious yeah. I, I will give you that a little too serious <laughs> i'm learning i'm learning that i'm very like attracted to serious people which is what one of the reasons why i'm calling you is because i don't know i'm curious about my own patterns I want to know if I'll ever be loved again, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. No personality, not attractive. I mean, come on. Do you remember when you first met me? Um, I, 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 I mean, I know you, you didn't really notice me at first. Like, so we were both cast in this play and I, I was the female lead. She got, so yeah, she got the lead and I got this like, crappy part where they just like stuck me in a booth because there was no there was no role for like a handsy handsome like smoky <laughs> half italian <laughs> well they guy. just stuck me they stuck me with this the uh the stage manager up in the booth and i just hung out with them i don't even remember who it was it's been so long so i'm up in this like stage manager booth and i'm just like the whole show like and i felt like I never learned my lines. I just read from the script every single night. And like, right. I, I, and I remember never thinking really... that was like kind of cool in a way. And then I remember just like watching you every night, like just kill this part. Like you were so funny. And really? Was so... I've never heard this before. <laughs> no, I was very like, I was just very like taken aback by your talent. I thought you were like, you know, I thought you were very funny and you're very okay. entertaining. You thought it was funny, but you weren't like, oh, hubba hubba. No. <laughs> <laughs> not not in a bad way or anything, but I I mean no, I was like very uh, like I was very attracted to your uh, skills. Yeah, I, like I wanted that's to know it, you, and I like that's how it happens. Like <laughs> I remember like when we were like just like hanging out, like I would like seek you out to like talk to you and stuff. Like I remember that. This like, depresses I didn't me really, in a weird way, but go on. I didn't really want to talk to anybody else. Like I wanted to be around you because I thought you were the most talented. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I don't, you, you know, it's the same thing like you talking about like it angers you to talk about like my looks and stuff. It angers me to talk about how talented you are. Like you don't know that. <laughs> like, are you serious? Like this is pissed off right now. I mean, okay. <laughs> I had this massive crush on you and I had never felt like that kind of crush on anyone before. And at the rap party, I drank a bunch of whiskey and you mm -hmm. and I were acting out scenes from Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, I remember that. Really, just the one. I think <laughs> just the one. Just the yeah, one. I just think the, we were both really drunk. <laughs> yeah, just, the, just one. the Stella. And we walked down to the beach together. Yeah. And oh, this is only after. I don't know if you remember this. So at this at that rap party, uh, you and I were talking, and I was like, "Oh God, I think it's gonna happen. I think, I think John's gonna." 
make out with me. I don't know. I'm feeling this energy. And like you and I, I, I like talking to you so much because I, because I liked being really silly with you, but you're also serious at the same time, but you were silly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting, I was sitting up on a wall and I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a Care Bear t-shirt. Is that the night that you fell? Yes. <laughs> and like basically like got impaled by like a, a sprinkler. A sprinkler. Head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you and I were talking like up on this wall and I fell backwards onto a sprinkler head and it knocked the air out of me and it cut my back. Yeah. Yeah. And you I think about it now and I'm like, I get really like scared for you. But like back <laughs> then, like I was so drunk and this like, get up. Like, what's the problem? Like, Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I really was in a lot of pain and I, I kept that, I kept that t-shirt for a long time because it had this huge giant blood stain on the back of it. But I was like, oh, this is the night that I made out with John for the first time because, is, because oh. you were like, let's go for a walk. And I was like, yeah, cool. But like, if it was any other night, I'd be like, I should go home. <laughs> like, I should get stitches. Eating like bloods. Just like you got like a trail of blood following. You to- <laughs> and you're like, but this is the night. This is the night. Yeah. So then we, we went out. I remember like we first like started making out in a planter. And I remember you tasted like great bubble gum. <laughs> And, or maybe it was watermelon. Did you always chew watermelon bubblegum? Oh my God. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Me neither. So then we, <laughs> we went down to the beach and then we, we made out on the beach and like rolled around. And I, I was like, I mean, I had never kissed any, anyone before, let it go, let alone like made out with them. So I was just doing what I had seen in movies, which was just like, yeah. you got to roll. Super God, dramatic. Like, yes. <laughs> Everything I knew was from movies. Like, oh my God. So like, we, we... It was like the most dramatic thing ever. It was <laughs> Thank amazing. God there's no video of that because I'm sure that looked insane. Just like two, two drama kids drunk <laughs> rolling around on the beach. <laughs> Probably just trying to swallow each other. Like it was. Oh my God. But... Well, and I, because I had sand on my face, you told me yeah. later that you thought that I had stubble. Yeah, I was so drunk, and I remember just like <laughs> rolling around, just kissing. I'm like attacking your face, like I'm literally like just like trying to swallow your entire face with my mouth, <laughs> and like I'm just like, man, like, what is? Does she have a five o'clock shadow? Like, oh am I really God. that drunk? Like, what is going on? And and then the next day, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, oh my God, John, you were such an idiot. It's just sand. But <laughs> I remember having that like that like moment of like. Oh my God, what's going on? Like, I'm the is do all chicks have like this much hair on their face? Like, <laughs> and it's and it's very scratchy because it's sand. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Well, and then the next day I went to school and I told that story to like anyone who would listen. Yeah. So then, so then, so we, then, so then. <laughs> And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because, like, I I really thought I was going to, like, die if we were together. (laughs) Like, genuinely, like, oh, I will die. Like, this is (laughs) is obviously the person I need to be with. I will do anything to hang out with him. And I used to trick you by having you give me rides to church. (laughs) Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I remember all of it. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, I would trick you and I would be like, I just want to ride to church. And you were a nice guy and you're like, well, okay. And then I would do this weird thing where I would, I guess it's not weird, but it's so, it's, I mean, God, I would put my hand on your inner thigh. And, and then that was like end game right there. <laughs> <laughs> We we dated all that summer. I went away to college. Mm-hmm. I was miserable mostly because I was so obsessed with us being together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd call Do you want to tell the story? Do you want to tell the story about how you got me to come up to San Francisco? I guess. I get a call from you and you told me you were hit by a car. Yeah. And you needed to see me. (laughs) (laughs) And the truth was that I was bumped by a car. (laughs) (laughs) So I get on a, like, I get on a plane, fly up to San Francisco, (laughs) and you meet me. We were broken up at this point. Yeah. yeah, Walking around, jumping around, meet me at, like, the airport. And I'm like, you seem pretty fine. Yeah, I needed to see you. I also, like, you were coming to visit me in my dorm room. So I got like the, like a red light bulb for my dorm room. <gasps> and at that time I was really into Portishead and I bought lingerie, which I had in the, uh, I got lingerie and I got a Brazilian wax. Oh, you, do you remember that? Uh, yes, I do. I, <laughs> I, 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 I like, it took me like five oh, because seconds. You came but... up and you're like, I don't, I don't want to, s- I don't think we should. Yeah sleep together and, uh, <laughs> and i was like you're fucking joking you're you're lying there's no way you're gonna come up here and not <laughs> i honestly did like i wanted to keep it on the up and up like i cared about you like i came up there as like a concerned friend like i really was like um i have so and- many grumpy pictures of you from that weekend <laughs> where you're just like so <laughs> uh that's my look though i'm just a grumpy i have a grumpy face in pictures i hate pictures we we broke up right before I went to college and I, I thought I thought I was gonna be fine. But I also I think I had it in my head that like we were going to stay together. Mm. I mean that uh, oh god. And then I was just we were just emailing so much. So I actually have I found an email from that time. God. <laughs> which I have not read. <laughs> but I know it's from that time. So I've I've gone away to college and you and I are constantly emailing and talking uh, for what reason? I don't know. Um, and I, and I was like going on dates and stuff. Uh, is- I wasn't like, I, I'm very low. I, I don't date. So like once, like I wasn't dating at the time. So this is okay. So this is from me. Oh, are is- you going to read this right now? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> so this is October 10th. 2002. <laughs> this is so. This is so great. Right. <laughs> so I think at this point, like we had broken up, we had a very dramatic summer. You very maturely said, "Let's not stay together. You need to go away to college." Of course, you need to go to go away to college. <laughs> we just met like six months ago. You crazy psychopath. <laughs> oh, and I was exact like, words, "I think, of course, yes, I'll go." You should understand that you're my one true love, so we'll see what happens, and maybe you'll end up up there. Who knows? <laughs> like, because like I, 
after I met you, because I because I was already going to San Francisco State, but I was like, well, I could transfer. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember you talking about that. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I doubt you get he'll get this because I'm guessing your because I'm guessing your email address. Oh, this okay. So this is my first email I ever sent you. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm guessing your email address, which I'm sure was a lie. Okay. <laughs> this is 17-year-old Aaron McGathy, everybody. Um, I know you've told it to me before. I've seen it someplace. At any rate, it doesn't matter because I'm mostly writing this for me. I just have to purge myself of this. I think it's making me physically ill. I'm not calling you to talk about this for several reasons, for a few reasons, because I'm sure I'll say something wrong or you won't understand what I mean. Not to mention, I'm sick of talking about stuff like, like this with you. I'd rather write it and not deal with it again. First, I'm sorry for putting you through what I did yesterday. Oh. Something. Sure, it was a lot. <laughs> I'm sure it was just par. I was like, on, on, on par for the I was angry with myself and I took it out on you. I feel like I've done this to you one too many times and you're going to stop talking to me. <laughs> the last thing I want is for you to be fed up with me and just not want to deal with me. I also, <laughs> I also wished I hadn't told you about what happened. Well, that's only half true. You made me feel, feel better, but thinking that you thought less of me and that you were disgusted with me just took me over. I also okay. I think I know what this is. About. I think I know what this is about too. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about this. In a second. Okay. <laughs> I also didn't want you to feel sorry for me. Imagine that me not wanting people to feel sorry for me. <laughs> God, I like this, that. Yeah, I, I know exactly. Oh my God, this was before we had done anything. Like, oh yeah. Well, well we, yeah, we we had done everything except have sex. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we both know that this is because. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So let me just get this. I was to you. really upset about this. Like, <laughs> so I remember. So sorry. It's still upsetting. <laughs> I love that we're giggling about it. But <laughs> I'll just finish this email. Okay. I liked that common bond that we had and how everything we did, we were doing for the first time. When you said that you were waiting to start dating, I felt better and worse. I felt the same exact way about things, quote unquote, bond and all that. When you were here, I thought we grew much closer in more ways than one. We talked about this yesterday. There's no need to reason to rehash, except that I am in this email. I felt better when you said when you said that because that shows that you have some respect for whatever connection we made, physical and otherwise. You know how to take care of yourself better than I do. I have no patience for healing. What a dramatic sentence. So dramatic. I, I remember no. this email too. Oh, by the way, the subject of this email is hold me. <laughs> Okay. okay, which oh which God. was a, which was an inside joke we had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, hold all right. Hold, hold me. me. Uh, I don't even remember what that's from, but I remember saying that. Oh my God! Well, there was a Coldplay one, that? and then there was there was the Coldplay joke and hold me. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I think hold me was just me like pretending it was a joke, but I really was just asking to be held. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Or maybe I made fun of you for wanting to be held. I don't remember. <laughs> um. Yeah, and okay, so uh, this email isn't that much longer. Okay, you know how to take care. Okay, uh, um, I know the best thing to do is to just take a break from seeing people and let myself heal from this. From us, quote unquote, heal isn't really the right word because though I do feel like I was your girlfriend for eight months, I don't feel like we've been broken up or anything because we never said we were together. 
Not to mention we, quote unquote, broke up around 15 times and things get a little foggy from time to time. I also went in and out of wanting to be just your friend to wanting more. That is a lie. Uh, I always meant it when I said I want to be your friend. I thought we were really there a few times, but then I'll start. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. Okay. I love this. This is great. <laughs> and then I say, oh, God, a 17-year-old Aaron. I didn't think this email existed. I like got into my old email account tonight. Okay. I thought we were really there a few times, but then I'll start speaking French, or I'll give you a platonic massage, or I'll put ice down your shirt, or we'll play video games, <laughs> which I will, were all of my moves, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to move? I pour ice down somebody's back. I mean, back. I mean that's time. that's what all the great the great seducers have done through time. <laughs> ice down someone's shirt or play video games with them. Uh, not to say that I start everything because we both know that's only mostly true. That said, I was totally prepared to hold off seeing anyone like you were not seeing anyone, but then I thought I got a clear message from you that whatever San Francisco was didn't matter to you. That really, really hurt because I thought we had gotten closer, et cetera, et cetera. When I said yesterday that I'd be happy not seeing anyone and just talking to you on the phone and you thought I meant I was going to wait for you, that's not what I was trying to say. I meant that right now. I have no desire to date at all. I just, okay. <laughs> it's me really... Really uh, slicing this then. Explaining yeah. yourself. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I just want to recover from us. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. This is me playing. Um, okay. So this is... Here we go. Oh, weird. Okay. I said, I, I have had that nauseous feeling before in other situations, and it feels terrible, which is the name of the show. Um, yeah. If the situation was reversed... I would be upset and disgusted with you for showing complete disregard for me. I want you to know that it wasn't like being with you. So I'm referring to the incident. <laughs> I want you to know it was not like being with you for what it's worth. What I shared with you physically is more important to me. Whereas what happened with blank is meaningless. As horrible as that sounds, he's also a terrible actor. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and not actor. as good of a kisser as you are. You're still the best kisser I've ever come across. Um, I mean, you're also the first kisser. I'm sorry for drilling you yesterday. I just wanted for you to tell me that though you don't want a relationship with me and you can't see yourself with me, your feelings for me aren't purely platonic. God, I want more than anything to just put this behind us and move on. I want to be your friend, but I don't want to see anyone for a while. Okay, so this is all very... Brought back so many memories of oh, just. Oh God! And then it, okay, so then I. Okay, okay, so this is the end. That's just. Said, I mean, just so you know, said, I had to deal. Just so everybody knows out there, I had to deal with this level of dramatic, <laughs> like every single day, like multiple times every day, like everything was the end of the world. Everything was this big moment. Everything was this big email. I mean, I had to deal with it too. <laughs> From me? No, from me. Oh, from you. <laughs> it's hard feeling that much feelings, that many feelings all the time. It's really hard. Oh my okay. god! So this, this was is... this was a pretty every this was a pretty like mundane everyday Routine, experience. Yeah. So okay. So this so... was the end of the email. That said, this Coldplay song, "Green Eyes," was written about you. I'm sure of it. You all, you're always there for me, and though I don't always tell you, you always lighten my load. I also know that I refuse to go on without us staying a part of each other's lives. I don't want to stop being friends with you no matter what happens. You and I had done everything except actually have sex. 
Right. And we were both like kind of saving ourselves. You were definitely saving yourself. And I was just like saving myself for the moment that you like drop the flag on the course. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I had this very dramatic night with this boy in my drama class who was trying to sleep with both me and my roommate, which ended up in like a weird competition where me and my roommate were trying to get him to like just spend the night in our beds and he came into my bed and and you're like victory yeah but i was also also i'd never had sex so i hadn't really like thought it out and i i didn't want to have sex and he asked me if i was a virgin and i said yeah and i i said yeah i don't want to have sex because i was like no i want to have sex with john i don't want to have sex but then he just started having sex with me um and it and it sucked and i've I freaked out and my roommate was still in the room and she freaked out. She got up and walked out and he ran out. And then I called <laughs> you and told you, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember I that? Wonder, I, don't I wonder remember what his experiences of that is. Well, the next oh. day he came up to me in the dining hall and I was feeling like, I was feeling shitty about it. Like I was also feeling yeah. shitty because I think it was like the first time I had ever been drunk. and. I felt really embarrassed and I felt really ashamed and just like, I mean, that's a big problem. That's a, I mean, isn't that like, I mean, not to like sidestep, but that's a big problem on campuses. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why they have, yes, of course. I mean, that's why they have consent workshops because like he, that was not consent. No, that was not consent. He did not ask me if I wanted to have sex there, but in his, I mean, the next day in the dining hall, he said, Hey, last night when you said you're a virgin, was that true? And I said, uh, ha ha, no, no, of course not. Ha. Because I didn't want. Yeah. Because I, I, I felt embarrassed, but I was a virgin and I felt really, I mean, it, it, it was, it was a big deal for yeah, me. That's... I felt really like I did feel like violated and gross and, uh, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's not a good story. I'm sorry. I still like when I talk about losing my virginity, I still mm-hmm. talk about you mm-hmm. because I mean, we, I mean, we, we went out for like those eight months and didn't have sex, but we did like everything, everything. Else. I mean, like we did like edible paints and stuff. Oh, that was a weird one. <laughs> oh God. The one good thing about you being so dramatic and being so bold and like crazy is that every <laughs> single time we got together, I was just like, what the hell is going to happen tonight? This is going to be crazy. Like the time we like broke into that house that was being built and yeah. we just partied there and <laughs> <laughs> every single night was just like, all right, that's never happened before in my life. And it was every night was like, what could possibly could she have up her sleeve tonight? Like, this is insane. <laughs> well, also, we, you and I didn't, like, drink or do drugs. I can't even imagine that. I need, like, a, at least two glasses of, of something before I'm any fun at all. <laughs> That's why when we saw Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind together, it, like, really freaked us both out. Yeah. That was <laughs> Because I was like, oh, my God, John is Joel, and I am Clementine, and I have literally done all these things like i yeah like when that, they go to the beach movie, like it was really freaky 
that movie depressed me. It well, made me you, really nostalgic. Do you remember that after we saw it, I was sure that they broke up at the end, and you were like, "No, yeah. no, they stayed together." No, they got back together. Yeah, that basically that was right our, before we broke up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, "Nope, they got they're done," and I'm like, "No, no, they're they're together. They worked <laughs> it out, man. They're supposed to be together." Hey guys, I I hope that you are enjoying this conversation with my first boyfriend, John. I wanted to interrupt the podcast to uh, thank you guys. Um, in the last last the last several months have been have been rough, and there have been so many wonderful people that have reached out to me and sent me countless emails and tweets and Facebook messages and all sorts of things. And I, I, so so much so that it's like, it's almost paralyzing. Um, and I, I want, I want to let you guys know that it's really, really, really meant so much to me. I think that the reason why I love podcasting is because it's such an intimate medium and, when you listen to a podcast, you really feel like you know the person who's talking. And, and I think, I think to a certain extent you do. Um, I, I think that this relationship is important and I, I, I really, I just, I love you guys a lot and, um, I'm, that's all you guys are great. And, you are the reason why I'm making this now. So yeah, that's all. Okay. Back to the interview. I made up a lie with my dad and my stepmother, and I told them that drugs were rampant (laughs) at San Francisco state and that I felt pressured to do them, which was not true. There are people on my floor that were doing drugs, but not in any way where they were pressuring anyone. College? People were doing drugs. I know. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, I told my dad and my stepmother about it and they were like, okay. And so I went back home and then I had you meet me at the local soccer field. And you were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Because I did not tell you I was coming back. Oh my God. I re- wasn't it like super like misty and like yes. gloomy? Yeah, so I we remember met in the that field and we were like right, lying in this field. And I said, don't oh. worry, I didn't come back for you, which was totally untrue. Oh, my and God. you were like, you were freaked out. But then we dated for another three years. So how yeah. freaked out were you? <laughs> I was <laughs> terrified. Absolutely <laughs> terrified. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I and, and you know what's surprising is. Like I would tell people these stories and I said it like would I would tell these stories like super nonchalant and then be like, Oh my god, did you run from the hills and be crazy and from this crazy person? I'm like, No, that was just that was Tuesday. Like that was <laughs> these are like normal like I was so just oblivious to all these like grand things that were just happening in my life and these roller coasters <laughs> that were happening in my life that it was just like dude, that's Aaron, like it's <laughs> That's not a big deal. That's pretty normal. I mean, you you understand that, like I I didn't continue to do. I don't I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak for that. I can only speak for what I went through. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, it, it, as we're talking about this, and like I'm thinking about like all of these 
things that I would do. Also, like, all those dates, like, it was just, like, these, like, those adventures that we would go on were all just these curated moments that I really wanted to have. Like, I really wanted to, like, roll down a hill while it was raining with somebody. Yeah. And I wanted to break into a house, and I wanted to paint somebody naked, and I wanted to (laughs) have a shower with candles. And, uh... (laughs) Um... Yeah, I wanted I wanted all those things. I also like on the on the virginity note, I don't know if you remember, but like when I came back to San Diego, you were in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Yeah. That and Yes. And when we actually when we actually had sex, like it was like cool. Yeah. It lasted a brief amount of time. Oh, I mean, <laughs> but which is, I think, but, that's I, mean, a, I think that's a generous statement too. <laughs> I just mean, which is not a judgment on you. I'm just saying like the, the actual, but like the night, like that ritual yeah. was good. It didn't make up for that guy putting his penis in me without asking, but, um, the, it was, it was nice. And yeah, but like, as we're talking about all these things, I also feel like, I'm talking about somebody like, I know who that person is. I know that's me. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. A lot of the the stuff where I was sending you all those emails, calling you all the time, hysterical, wouldn't leave your car. (laughs) You would drop me off at home and I just like would not get out of your car because I like needed to make sure that everything was okay and that you... And I'd be like, it's fine. Everything's okay. And you're like, but now you're upset. And so now I need to make this okay. Yeah. I can remember exactly what that felt like. And it was, it was such, I mean, I, I can only, I've only lived the life I've lived. So I, I don't know how much of that is adolescence and how much of that was not, dealing with my mom dying. I never met your mom, but it had only been a couple months if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. And we met like, right. As my dad was, had just like eloped and all this crazy drama was happening in my house. And I I mean, I tried to sit back and kind of think about that, but like, I mean, I don't think I really grasped what exactly you were going through at the time. And yeah, I mean, I hadn't, I don't know if this is why this was, but, but my life was, was so ideal up until that point. I had, I had a very seemingly like perfect family and it was like me and my dad and my mom and my brother and my parents had a great marriage and me and my brother got along and we had like family dinner nights and we played board games and, but then my mom got sick and had cancer and died and my dad lost his mind and I had a hard time dealing with that. And then I, wanted to get away from it all. So I auditioned for this play at this community college and met you and just put every ounce of energy. It it seems kind of obvious now, but back when I was like, I can't, I can't have you leave. I don't, I don't want you to leave. I I I remember just, I mean, it makes me want to cry now thinking about when you and I would hang out and you would drop me off and it seemed maybe something was wrong or maybe I wasn't going to yeah. see you again. And it I was had like just, the, 
Yeah. Was, yeah, like the end. Yeah, it was. It was really like every, every every single time was dramatic, and it got to the point where I would cut the night two hours short <laughs> just to just to prep do. for that time yeah. that you would sit in my car and make yeah. sure everything was okay then before I would we try end to, it. Then I would try to like I didn't want to I didn't want you to leave, so I would try to like turn you on. Yeah, and then be like, all right, let's go for a drive. This is not this is not working. Let's go for a drive and talk, and then and and, yeah. and then I would. You drive back to your house and try to drop you off again. And sometimes we do it like two or three times. Where I'm like, this is not working. Let me let's just uh, go for another drive and talk. Oh and God. you know, I mean, I knew you were going through stuff. And, and at the same time, I'm pretty low key and just right. Pretty... Well, like, and I I don't I did not know I was going through stuff. Well, I mean, you did and you didn't. Like, yeah, I mean, like I didn't because you would know. tell me sto- you would tell me stories, and I'd be like, wow, that's really heavy. And then, but then you would. I, I think you would um, overemphasize, like I don't, I don't know, maybe overemphasize, like putting all those like emotions and feelings in us, and, and obviously not dealing with what you were going through. And, yeah, well, I definitely, uh, I definitely did not, I did not connect how pained I felt with you with anything else. I thought that it was just like a separate thing. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's actually not until this exact moment that I'm realizing that those things were connected. It's like, even when things seemed okay Good. with us, yeah. I still felt, I felt this terrible pain Yeah, that like something was going to happen or you were going to. Yeah. Yeah. It was like nothing we could do would make it right. Yeah. Nothing- would make it you feel safe or happy or yeah well and i think that's why i wanted to do all those things all the time because i was like well we have to like i i have to experience every nice thing with this person that i could possibly experience anything that i would ever want to do with this person I'm not going to say I was like, oh, I need to find my mother. But I mean, you were a very, you were a nurturing person. Not to make it like weird because I still found you attractive, but you know, I felt like I was taking care of you or making sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. By the the end, I was just falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely knew something needed to change. I didn't want anything to change, but I knew something needed to change. You know, it was, I wasn't like oblivious to it or, or, you know, I wasn't aware of it. I was, but you know, at the same time you're selfish and you want this thing to to work or last. And, but you, you, you know, deep down, you know, that you got to take care of this and grow and learn and go experience your life. And so it was very, it was very difficult to let go. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that, that, that was like a crazy, it was a crazy thing we went through. (laughs) I forced you to go through this weird university that you did not apply for. (laughs) (laughs) If I hadn't gone through that or I haven't met you, would I have stayed in theater? Would I have met Danny? Would I have had my kids? And, you know, obviously, you know, one path or one door leads to another door, which leads to another door. And if I hadn't gone through your door, like what, what would that <laughs> my, have meant? My predator looking door. <laughs> your predator door. <laughs> uh, like what would that have meant and stuff? I still think about the dumb predator thing that you put in my head about my <laughs> vagina. 
<laughs> don't, don't, please don't talk about this. What do you this, mean, please don't talk about this? This is like. I mean, you told me. Like, look, you have an apology to I, every I, man I, that I will ever have sex with ever again. Before I ever showed you my vagina, you said vaginas look like predator. Yeah. And they're scary and disgusting, which I mean is is much better than like ah your specific vagina looks like predator. And I remember you asking him to do stuff, and I was I was terrified because uh, they literally I thought all vaginas were predators. And um, I've since changed my tune on vaginas, though, so I no longer. Oh yeah, it. well that's great. I'm glad yeah. other people are enjoying that. Meanwhile, I'm left with the oh I hope it's seriously John. Okay, this is how elastic this is. <laughs> yeah. All right. I started seeing someone in Ireland mm-hmm. the other night uh, at a bar. I asked him if my vagina looked like Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, hey, like, is it weird? Is it cool? And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? And I was what? like, and your, I was just, I was just your really. Life. <laughs> I was just really drunk and I was like, look, now's the time just to like, let me know if my vagina, like, is it, is it, do you, is it okay? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, what are you talking about? It's normal. <laughs> uh, do you remember my vagina? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, and what I, care, what, what, what horror action? <laughs> This is not happening. Could you draw it? I mean, I'm not asking you to draw it. I'm just asking you. I, I will. I will. I'll draw a little, uh, little, a little drawing in Paint Shop, and then I'll text it to you. <laughs> oh my god! Please do. <sighs> I mean, I just made this major life change. Where I, and I mean, and this is the first time that, because I just moved to Ireland, this is the first time in my entire life when I've made a really big decision that wasn't based on a relationship. And yeah. And I think it's awesome. Thank you. I think it's brave. I wouldn't, I, I don't think I could do it. Maybe, maybe if I didn't have my kids, you know, like, uh, or didn't, you know, I, I don't know. Even then, like, I don't know. I mean, cause there was a time where I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't, I didn't have kids and, and somebody said, let's just move to LA and, you know, try this acting thing. And I said, yeah, let's do it. And I chickened out, I cowered out. Like I just didn't, I just didn't want that, you know? And, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe, I don't know, but like you went and you did it. Like that's, that's bold. That's brave. I don't, I don't, not everybody can do that. I know I can't do it. So, <laughs> I think you could. Yeah, well. I I mean, I, I've been very lucky. I, I I learned a lot through my relationship with Dan. And I'd like, I know he taught me a lot. I'd like to think that I taught him a lot as well. But uh, I, one big lesson that I, that I left that relationship with was that I, that people should just make themselves happy and like their happiness and their, what they choose to make themselves happy is their own business. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I've always, 
I've like when you were when you and I were together and whenever it was raining and I was like we have to go and roll around on the grass <laughs> like I I've always loved the rain I've always yeah. loved anything Irish and I when I was out here over the summer I was just like oh god like I just I just feel so lit up here yeah. and I like right now I'm sitting in a, uh, in a little apartment that's across the street from this pub that's like 300 years old and it's called the Harry lemon and it's <laughs> that's and amazing. It, yeah. And it's named after like an old homeless man that used to walk around who looked like a Harry lemon, which means he was very ill and they called him the Harry lemon and they named this <laughs> pub after him. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Uh, and it's, it's, and, and people here just like want to hang out and talk forever and it's just, it's just my heaven. I just, I just, I just love it. I also like, I've always had a thing for dudes with dark hair and light eyes. And accents and Irish accents. Yeah. I have to go pick up my kids. You have kids? I do. I have two of them. They're oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have to go. I have to go get my kids. Well, and, thank you um, so much for doing this. I appreciate it a lot. No, my, my pleasure. Anytime. And I'm happy for you. I'm happy you're in Ireland. You seem happy. Thank you. I'm, I wish you nothing but the best. I think you're a great person and you want, you're one of my favorite people. I, I will always love you. And I yeah. love you. I love you too. Yay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. Uh, that was that interview with my first boyfriend, John. Thank you so much for listening. Um, on this on this return podcast, I'd like to uh, thank producer Dustin Marshall, who's uh, one of my best friends and my um, my brother. And I love you very dearly, and I really appreciate you making this podcast and encouraging me and being um, just perfectly moody all the time. And I really want to thank uh, my best friend Kimber Hall, who. Uh, encourages me all the time and has also helped a lot. Also Dave Horowitz, who I love dearly and uh, Dan Harmon, who has been very supportive. And I, I appreciate that my ex-husband is somebody who I know is cool with me um, being open about my feelings about this stuff. And I think that's, I think that's uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty, wonderful thing. And, uh, you guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, I, I, uh, if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do that would be through the, this feels terrible Facebook page. Uh, feel free to like that. Also, now that the podcast has returned, it, it helped me out. If you guys left reviews on iTunes, I think it will bump, bump me up. So I'm like back in the back in the rotation there. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Aaron McGathy. And uh, there's also a This Feels Terrible Twitter. But the fastest way to get at me would probably be just tweeting at me directly. And uh, yeah, if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe. Um, also the, this feels terrible tumble Tumblr page is, uh, is getting a makeover. Um, Oh, also on the Facebook page, I'm going to, 
uh, I'm gonna now that I'm like learning how to. I feel <laughs> I feel very silly saying like I'm learning how to do the Facebook, but I, I mean I know how to do Facebook, but I'm learning how to do like the actual uh, the face the this feels terrible page, and I'm going to post some pictures of. Um, I'm gonna even though my pictures are in storage, but I'm gonna find some some pictures of John to post on the Facebook page because um, I'm. I'm making this podcast for uh, people like me who are very nosy and want to see what people look like. I'm also on Instagram at Aaron McGathy, and uh, I'm going to be answering more questions on the podcast. So if you have any questions or any feedback or whatever, please email this feels terrible at gmail.com. And I'm still going through like a backlog of emails. So my apologies if I owe you an email. I am going to go through every single one of them. So there. Thank you guys. You're the best. I uh, love you. I love you. Megatha Tech. Feral Audio. Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm. Maybe I can get through the window. Ah! <laughs> Turns out the alarm works. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it works fast. <laughs> you, you, you should probably call me back. Geico. Always there for you. With savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.